Welcome back in here, WDEV, AM and FM, and WDEVradio.com. Very, very excited for our next guest. It's our friend Seth Wickersham. Seth Wickersham over at ESPN, one of the country's best investigative and long-form sports writers, been a finalist for the National Magazine Award, and uh, really just one of the best out there. He's been covering the Patriots' you know, family dynamics for the uh, last decade or so. Brady, Belichick, Robert Kraft, all the above. He's the author of the best-selling book, It's Better to Be Feared. We actually talked with him last year as the book was coming out. Well, the just-released paperback version of the book is out now with some extra stuff in there. So, Seth, thanks for being with us. How are you? I'm great, Brady. How you doing? Excellent. Good to catch up with you again. It was about a year ago that we spoke when the book came out the first time. Just talk to me real quick about the process of releasing the paperback version. Is it the same book with some added-on chapters? Are you cutting things out of the first one for the paperback? Just talk to me about the process. I'm just fascinated. Yeah, I didn't cut anything, but I did add things. You know, I think that, like, obviously the 2021 season and then going into what's happened in 2022 has been fascinating and I mean definitely worth writing about in the book you not only saw Brady start to like you know lose some of the steam that he had for playing football towards the end of last year then they lose against the the Rams after they almost came back to win the game then news breaks that Brady's going to retire he declined, He denies that he's going to retire. Then he retires, and then he comes back after a month. Bruce Arians leaves. You know, there's just all these things that are interesting that I find, and I really, you know, felt they were worth exploring. And so there is a new chapter with some information about that. Before we get to 2022, let's go back to October of 2021. Again, about a year ago, Patriots and Bucks played in Foxborough. It was a close game. Bucks ended up winning. Nick Folk, as I recall, missed a long field goal, which could have made the game even more interesting. But it was a well-played game, and the Patriots were closer than expected. There wasn't, from Brady and Belichick's perspective, they tried their best to downplay it. But you've got some information that they met after that game, and I think the bowels of Gillette Stadium. Do you know how that meeting went? I think that the meeting was one of you know mutual appreciation and gratitude. I think that you know, look, they had not really had a chance to talk since Brady left, and definitely hadn't had a chance to meet. And you know, I went deep on that game. First of all, I found that game fascinating last year. Everyone watched it. I mean, it was one of the most anticipated games of the year. And, you know, you just don't get to see two minds like that going at each other. And, you know, I even though it was in the rain and it wasn't the prettiest game, I, I thought it was, you know, fascinating and I really enjoyed the game itself. After the game, they meet up. And there had been, you know, remember, before that uh, game, some of the hard feelings, especially on the Brady side, about the way that he was treated by Bill had started to come out. You saw his dad talking. You saw Alex Guerrero talking. And, um, you know, when they met, I think that, like, what they were able to do was, was you know, bring their time together to a close and end on good terms. All that said, I mean, look, there's, they're two people who – they're very different people. And I think that even though they – they're kind of divorced, but they agreed for the sake of everyone, you know, to get along. But I don't think that like anything in their relationship fundamentally changed, um, you know, as a result of that meeting. You know, what's the relationship right now between Bill Belichick and Robert Kraft? Because we speculated on it for years and, 
you know, I always thought it was a little bit tenuous. But then Robert Kraft coaches his 500th game in the NFL a couple of weeks ago, and Bill Belichick gives him the game ball, gives him a hug, and it certainly seemed like the relationship was better maybe than we'd thought for so long. Do we know what their relationship is right now? Yeah, I, I don't think anybody has a great idea about it. But, you know, it definitely seems like that Robert Kraft is getting itchy. <laughs> yep. you know? I mean, he's definitely wanting to have that team back to where it was for so much of the past two decades. And, you know, there's been a lot of questions about, like, how it's going to, you know, how good the Patriots are after they opened the door for Tom Brady to leave and he, you know, ended up walking right out. And so I think, like, Robert Kraft, like, like all the Patriots fans, is kind of, like, hyper-anxious for them to get back to, you know, being a Super Bowl contender. Right now they're not. Yeah, they're not a Super Bowl contender, and we're going to get back to the book in a second, but just as someone who knows the NFL and knows the Patriots like you do, I want to ask you this question. So I have said that I don't believe that Bill Belichick is on the hot seat this year. I believe, though, that Robert Kraft is ratcheting up the pressure and that next year I could see Bill Belichick being on on the hot seat next year. Mac Jones is out now, probably at least a month, if not more than that. It's very possible the Patriots could be 1-6 before Mac Jones comes back. Do you think that that gives Bill Belichick more of a grace period or a longer leash with Robert Kraft and that he can say, well, look, I can't judge Belichick here because he's not playing with his quarterback? Um, I don't know. I mean, look, it's my – look, only Robert Kraft knows, you know, the succession plan and when it should be, the, you know, enacted. It's my opinion that I don't think that Bill Belichick should ever be on the hot seat hmm, yeah. after how much he's meant to that franchise, how much he's increased everybody's stature and wealth. And um, in my opinion, he has – earn the right and deserves the right to be able to coach that team until he decides he doesn't want to. Now, all that said, who knows? I mean, there have been coaches that have been by far and away the most important to a franchise that have been pushed out, like Mike Shanahan, for instance, in Denver. And, you know, you never know. But that said, I just I can't see Robert Kraft making a move like that and pushing out Bill Belichick. I just I can't see it. We're talking with Seth Wickersham of ESPN, the author of It's Better to Be Feared. The book is already out in in hardcover form, but the newly released paperback version is just out and has a bunch of extra stuff to it. So Tom Brady retires uh, early in the offseason this year. Does that seem – did he want to retire or was he forced into it by marital factors? Well, I don't think that he was forced into it by marital factors. I think that he wanted to retire. I think that he was tired of playing for Bruce Arians, even though hmm. he liked Bruce Arians a lot personally. Um, you know, the Bucks just weren't that buttoned up heading into the playoffs, and I think that he knew it. And I think that even though he wanted something different than Bill Belichick's New England Patriots, he was used to the team being buttoned up to the nth degree, more than any team in NFL history have really been buttoned up. Um now, I think that he used that line when he retired, you know, it's not always about what I want, it's about what my family wants. And, you know, be curious about how his family really felt about that, because within a week he was talking about coming back, and then when he did came back, he said, you know, after a month away with my family, I've learned that my place is on the field. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of funny, um, amusing to look at, but, you know, I think that he retired because 
he was being stretched too thin. I think he was tired, and I think that he um, wanted to, uh, you know, I think that he at that moment he, he felt like the best thing to do was to walk away. The 11 days he took off in training camp, what do we know about that? Um, not much outside of what's being reported, but I do think that, you know, Tom Brady right now just for someone who has been has just not had a lot of drama in you know two plus decades in the public eye intense public scrutiny this has been a pretty dramatic year for him yeah there's just a lot of stuff going on and he doesn't look like he's having very much fun and yes yeah. offensively they're not playing as well as maybe you know he's accustomed to but it just cannot be a fun time to have his marriage being written about and almost like his camp and her camp leaking against each other almost on a daily basis to one of, you know, three or four existing outlets. So that's got to take a toll. Are we at the point where I'm hundred percent with you that Tom Brady doesn't look like he's having much fun. It almost feels like a little bit like uh, Harvey Dentish from Batman. Like you you either die a hero or live long enough to see see yourself become the villain. I don't think Tom Brady's a villain, but he does just doesn't look like he's playing with the same joy that he has told us that football has brought him for so long. Yeah. And I mean, look, everyone gets tighter to their job sometimes, (laughs) you know, it's not, you know, that, that happens. I just, you know, but yeah, I mean, this is like a draining year for him so far and, you know, maybe it'll change. You never know. But right now he just doesn't look like he has that same, you know, fire and love for the game that, you know, we've become accustomed to. Hey, Seth, uh, anything else we should know that's new to the paperback version of it's better to be feared? (laughs) <laughs> they have to buy it. But, like, you know, I just think that there's, you know, some insight into, again, that game, that, that fabulous game between the Bucks and the Patriots and, you know, some of the, the things, that the factors that led him to walk away and what led him to come back. Seth Wickersham, ESPN senior writer, one of the best investigative journalists out there and uh, one of the greatest long-form sports writers. It's better to be feared out in paperback version. Could make a great holiday gift for you stocking stuffers out there. So, Seth, we appreciate it as always. Thank you.